when I have a most rapt audience with my friends are kind of like my very dating stories here in San Francisco, honestly, okay. especially my some of my friends now who have been uh, married for a while and they're like, I like to live vicariously through you. That was Myla Ablog, a wetlands biologist. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Welcome to episode 21, part one. Originally from Stockton, Myla did her undergrad at Humboldt State, but she always had her heart set on living in San Francisco. In this podcast, Myla will talk about dating in San Francisco in the late 90s and early 2000s. Here's Myla. I was a super shy girl. Uh, I didn't date in high school, not for lack of wanting to barely dated in college not for lack of wanting to um and i after uh graduating undergrad uh with a bachelor of science in environmental biology from humboldt state go lumberjacks um (laughs) i moved back down to san francisco because honestly like i had a really great education there but it was it was small town and it's also way northern california where i didn't as a woman of color always feel comfortable right way up north Uh, the next town um over had confederate flags right it's hella white yeah, flying it. It was. I knew Scary that. Scary white. Yeah, I knew. I knew that going up there. Yeah. Uh, it was. I think at that time the least diverse school out of all the UCs and CSUs when I went up there in '95. I could see that. And I, <laughs> back then there was you could if you needed whatever your college supplies or dorm supplies you went to costco or you went to kmart there was no target and there was a kmart over in the next town and i didn't like to go there by myself after dark honestly and so and for the natives they're like that's choice yeah (laughs) and so by the time you know i most of my friends graduated a little bit earlier than i did so i was like forget i'm out of here i'm totally out of here I'm going to go back year, down in San Francisco. What year was that? That was, I actually pulled a little uh, UCCSU trick where you can visit any other uh, college in the in the system that will accept you uh, for one semester. Wait, a- uh, crossover? Like yeah. if you're at a UC, you can go to a... S- yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. As long as, as long as the program will accept you accept and have room right. for you, you can visit another college mm. uh for one semester for and yeah and knowing that i wanted still wanted my degree from humboldt but wanted to get the f out of humboldt mm-hmm. um i i strategically made it so that my visiting semester was my last semester oh, so smart. i did my last semester at san francisco state but still got my degree from humboldt state Go and so uh i left on a very like icy and rare for up there snowy um day hmm. on this christmas eve christmas 1998 okay and then did a spring semester at, at san francisco state starting January 99 and then I was done so when you it's just side note when you graduated did you like where did you did you walk and where 
Oh, I, I walked you go back there. I, I walked way earlier with my friends, thinking that I w- I actually thought I only needed to do one more semester, one right. winter semester, the one that the winter of '98. But I actually had a few more classes, so I actually mm. walked. Technically, I walked a, w- a year early with my with my like best friend, nice. and 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 other friends. And so that was the thing. It was like they all took off and abandoned me, and I was like, "Fuck this! I'm not staying here. Yeah. I need to go back to the city because I'm I'm done." You know, senioritis set in. And I was just done with living in a small town where I can't even brown people. Yeah, I can't even find ingredients to make my adobo. Like, what the hell? No. So, um, so yeah, I moved to San Francisco. One more semester left. Knowing, actually, knowing exactly what I wanted to do uh, right after I graduated from another one of those friends that took off and ditched me. Um, she did like an AmeriCorps program hmm. um, and was working with salmon and it was like a total bio nerd. I was like, that's fucking rad. Like, how do I do? That? I'm not into salmon, but like, that's fucking rad. There's and issues with salmon, yeah. as I've learned yeah. with, from hanging out with American Indians. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I knew I wanted to do some AmeriCorps program doing stuff with wetlands like as soon as I graduated mm-hmm. and um, it kind of took me a while to find and I almost uh, almost moved to upstate New York I almost moved to Atlanta but I was very lucky and in the summer of 99 trying to keep myself out of trouble decided to go volunteer over here at the Golden Gate National Recreation Area showed up to the native plant nursery just to volunteer and when I showed up to volunteer there's all these like cool-looking folks, including POCs, wearing AmeriCorps sweatshirts. I was like, how do I get your job? Like, let me know right now. Mm -hmm. And I think I had a job within, like, two weeks of that. So... With yeah. the so with the park service or um, I no, well, no I, I got the AmeriCorps. AmeriCorps well stuff. yeah I mean basically I we had I was on um, the AmeriCorps crew of San Francisco Conservation Corps and uh, the our mentors were either Presidio Trust or Park Service or Parks Conservancy but somewhere in the GGNRA. and so then I didn't have to leave San Francisco either. I in fact say I got free housing in the Presidio. And I had a view of the Golden Gate Bridge out my bedroom window. Now I hate you. I had to share a room. That's amazing. And so I, I, that was included in my AmeriCorps. That's amazing. Job. So then you're. So now you're like, I live here. Yeah, I live here. Bridges. I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I'm not, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I live here. I got free housing. I don't have like. I love learning, but I don't like school. Gotta admit it. Yeah. Sorry, professors. Don't They're like different school. different things. Don't like homework. Learning in school. I mean, yeah. different. Well, I like a job where, like, your job's done, so no homework. So <laughs> you're not like, okay, I still got to do work when I get home. Yeah. So there's uh, about, there's 20 of us, and most of us have just graduated college from all over the place, and we're all living, most of us, 16 out of 20 of us are living for free in dorms in the Presidio. We're all off work. What are we going to do? But, like, yeah. you know, just, like, go do San Francisco things. And for and, and, and we're broke. So I had done another 
semester just for funsies, um, a summer semester at San Francisco State while I was an undergrad. And that was just like, you know, just a couple of classes. So that didn't like count as my visiting, mm. you know, semester. Um, and I was living with my cousin. I'm like, how am, else am I going to entertain myself? I had um, the worst job I ever had working in a restaurant, bussing tables at a restaurant in Stonestown, which shall remain nameless. Uh, <laughs> Corporate. It's a chain. A chain restaurant. I don't even know. I just, I couldn't frozen get. frozen stuff. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't <laughs> find a job yeah, well, doing in, in my, like, you know, whatever. I, I, I had done a lot of jobs working Parks and Rec, and for whatever reason, I guess I wasn't good enough to get hired by Parks and Rec in San Francisco. Yeah. So, um, that summer, at least. So um, I was living with my cousin, had a job buzzing tables. Uh, just that made me guaranteed I would never work in a restaurant again. Right. And how else am I going to er- entertain myself? And that was y'all back in the day. No internets. No Scant internet. Tubes. Very no, like, d- like only government. I remember actually maybe maybe the year just prior to that or so, or maybe even just like two years prior to that, I had to get the department head of, uh, of a, you know, a, a department at the school I was going to at the time to sign off for me to get an email address. Right. Yeah. I remember that. So yeah, there was no internets to, to date. Mm-hmm. And that was back when there was the guardian and the weekly around mm-hmm. San Francisco, and they had the back pages, which y'all know what the back pages are like now. Mm-hmm. But back then, that was like there was no OKCupid, there was no Bumble, there was no Tinder, there was like not even MySpace, right. <laughs> you know, like oh, not yeah. even Fresher. So um, I decided I would entertain myself by putting an ad in the paper, which was free, and you get all of like uh, less than the. 180 characters or whatever for your ad and then if somebody was interested in your little short ad they would call for I think it was a dollar 99 for the first minute 99 cents for every minute was after it an that. 888 number do you remember I don't know it's probably the same prefix as now as it was then right and so somebody so if somebody was interested in your short little ad then they would call you uh, call your voicemail box and then they would leave a message and say something about themselves and give their phone number and a call back. And then you would decide whether you want to call them back or not. So did you get, so you got, did you get any messages? Yeah. So I got messages. Um, nobody that I really, you know, was super interested in, but I, I made some cool friends that I hung out with throughout the summer. Um, including, um, uh, one guy who, who's, you know, which, I don't know, at the time, like, the first guy I dated that I knew of that um, said, and by the way, I'm a cross-dresser. I think he said that on his first message. I was like, cool. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. You know? Um, and uh, one guy who was a really nerdy South Asian guy, but he had really good taste in music. Hmm. So he introduced me to some bands that became my favorite. That was back when um, y'all 
old punk rockers from around San Francisco back in the day. That would have been, mm, the, let's see, 1996. Okay, wow. That would have been 1996. And, um, like, you went to the info record shop um, uh, over in the Mission. Mm-hmm. That was, like, up this, like, narrow stairs. I, mm-hmm. I can't. I'm blanking on the name right now. I'm so sorry. I'm blanking on the name right now. But, um... Not Aquarius. Yeah. No, not Aquarius. No, 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 no. No. Uh, Oh, gosh. I'm blanking. Anyways. So um, he introduced me to some bands that I ended up liking. Um, And the only other date that was memorable to me was an older guy who said, like, hey, do you want to go for a ride across to Marin? I was like, sure. In my convertible Mercedes. I was like... Sure. And to this day, that's still the only ride I've ever been in across the Golden Gate Bridge and a convertible oh was God. with that like that one day. And it was actually harmless? Totally like, harmless. It sounds like such like a yeah. movie setup and no, you die. Well, well, you know. I can confirm that Mila is alive, <laughs> but <laughs> well, it, it was like, you know, it's one of those things where you you try the best you can. Sure. Like, even back then, you knew to, like, meet in a public place, and you try to get a feel for if they're, like, the stranger, like, a serial killer or not, um, by their voicemail. And, you know, yeah, once once they leave you a voicemail, you decide to call them back. You have a conversation for a while about whatever, as you do. And, yeah, he seemed like, and he, he made it very clear that there was, like, no... You know, he didn't expect anything other than to have a nice afternoon, and he wanted to drive his car around with the top down. It. That was super fun. It's legit. I wasn't into him, but that was still like a super fun date for like the shy girl who like barely dated in high school, barely dated in college. Humboldt was a small school. Like most of the kids up there were pretty tippy dippy, and also most of them were from Orange County. Sorry, Orange Ooh. County. Um, but it was that <laughs> those aren't like my type of guy or girl or mm-hmm. or G or <laughs> you know whatever. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I left Humboldt without like a whole lot of ex- a whole lot of experience. But that was that was uh, actually like before that, before I graduated from Humboldt. So that was like my first experience with that way back then. So, so then the inner tube internet did eventually like come along, yes. and that's when you started getting onto Craigslist mm-hmm. to start dating, and then you really wanted to like meet in a public place. And back then, like it was hella hard to um, even try to send a photo. Like mm-hmm. that was like that was like I don't even think had, they like, had super photos. high tech. Like originally, they didn't probably just emails where you'd have. There to was like emails, but I think that you still could have maybe. Well, maybe not those that early days, but you probably could. Yeah, no, there was no photos. Uh, later, along maybe like four or five years later, you could attach. figure out how to send an email and like attach a photo, right. um, or just put photos straight into the Craigslist yeah, post. Yeah, but yeah, no, you really had to like suss it out and meet in a public place and try to you know make sure people weren't kind of crazy also without without um pictures it forced us to be maybe 
better and more thoughtful writers. Yes, writers like and with your right and 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 thoughtful converse phone conversations. Mm-hmm. You might have more than one con- phone conversation mm-hmm. before you meet. Right, and there was no IMing, so you weren't IMing messengering like snapchatting each other like back and forth you weren't mm-hmm. so like it wasn't it was an effort to go decide to meet somebody it wasn't what i know especially you know a lot of folks who are out there like really trying right now like really kind of like throw away and like you know folks are just like waiting for like the next better person to swipe or whatever right. which is like hard i'm technically single right now like it's hard yeah um and so you got your craigslist ad craigslist ad did you put up okay yeah i did that and there was you know not really a whole lot memorable from then except to like tell my friends from back home who were not like super adventurous and like maybe even my one of my best girlfriends was she might even like been married by that point like to like mid 2000s um that like it was a way for me to just practice dating Mm because i never really did it and i was you know that like shy kid like came up like like well really often well it's easier and cheaper than like i don't even know a generation before that where people were like going out to do right. essentially the same thing like right I'm right go to this shitty bar or this shitty right club, right this shitty restaurant or whatever but, to just <laughs> randomly meet people which yeah. is I, well, actually kind of charming in a way yeah but this was like you could just stay home yeah and you're still kind of throwing yourself out there. yeah 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 so and like like along the way like refining your ad and mm-hmm. and and for me at the time and really not that much different than now like I I still totally think of myself as a punk rock kid and then I realize like I don't like look like a punk rock kid anymore so yeah I don't even know if I I don't even remember if I had any like boyfriends from anybody I met on Craigslist well maybe one but that was so short-lived I broke up with him that was so short-lived I never used MySpace or or friendster for for dating no it was yeah. it was like craigslist pretty much and then um and then some of the like specific dating sites started coming along that were free one of the early ones um that i will tell you and i uh, like i don't even it was a, it was a girl it was i think it was a girlfriend that convinced me to check it out maybe okay and um hot or not uh, do you remember oh, hot or not i do yeah hot or not i mean in a weird way i feel like that kind of that, that was, was like, like the pre-tinder. stone age that was yeah, yeah exactly. stone that, age tinder the yeah. stone age of swiping yeah and it, we didn't have swipe but yeah. it was like just yeah. boom 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 yeah. boom boom yeah. yeah but it was free mm-hmm. and it made me feel a little bit shallow just based on the whole premise but it was free and it was way to see people's photos first because that was something i did learn from craigslist was you would make this connection you'd be like we're into the same bands we want to do the same stuff like you know and i'm trying to tell myself like i'm not shallow or whatever and then you meet up with the person and like okay like i'm there's a lot of things that i i feel like i'm not shallow about like 
height, but I'm 5'2", so don't try to tell me you're over 5'2 when you're not, because if you show up and you're shorter than me, then starting off with a lie. I'm not not a big fan of that, so... So anyways, um, so, but that was something I learned from all those blind dates when there was no such thing as pictures, you know? Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, let me try this. It's free. Yeah, I guess it is Stone Age Tinder. And uh, I think I only ever really met one guy from that. Um, From Hot or Not. From Hot or Not. Surprisingly, I didn't think I would, but whatever. I was bored. I'm going to, you know, I've. I'm doing okay at my job. Um, I'm making enough money to pay my rent. So, yeah, what am I going to do with my free time? I'm single. I'm, you know, want to have somebody to do stuff with. Story in San Francisco is on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All episodes are up on our website, storiedsf.com. Subscribe to the podcast on Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Another way to reach us is by email, which is storiedsf at gmail.com. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald, a.k.a. Joe Begale. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfeather. Thanks for listening. Check back Thursday for part two. <laughs>